Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Self Center Podcast. So, here we are in late June, and honestly, I've been in a cartoon mood lately, uh, just to peel the kimono back a little bit, we are working, um, probably in the next couple, three episodes, we are working on watching Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? And we're going to start doing that in the same way we did SpongeBob Episode 1, Volume I 1. I <laughs> um, So, unironically, first of all, just to get it out of the way. So, today, it's time for a discussion about streaming services and the effects on cartoons. So, this this kind of came about today, right? So... Brits was talking about how she misses the concept of Saturday morning cartoons. And it made me reflect a little bit on just how much they're missed. So, as much as it's weird, right? I kind of miss the ads. I miss all of that stuff. And honestly... But, honestly, I do not think that the streaming services are hurting the cartoons. Yeah. Because you can actually find them on the streaming services and watch them again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what I'm thinking is whether they're going to hurt them down the line. Right. Um, we've got a few bullet points to discuss and why I think this. But that'll become kind of self-evident as we go through. Because we're going to start back in the day where cartoons were made as an ad and continue on until we hit the 2000s era. Mm -hmm. Then we're going to come back to this question of whether it's hurting or not. Because there is something interesting about streaming services that I want to talk about near the end of this episode. And I think I know what it is, but I'm not going to say it. So, the first thing. um, A lot of people don't know that Saturday morning cartoons, so I guess... Let's just go way back in time. All right. The 60s and the 70s and the 80s. There was a lot of good cartoons back then. I only know because I went back and watched them. Yeah. So back in these days, how it would happen is there's a lot of people that didn't have a lot of cartoons and a lot of channels didn't exist yet. There wasn't your Nickelodeons or your Boomerangs, your Disney's, your Nick... Your Cartoon Networks. Cartoon Networks. None of that existed yet. This was even before the Hanna-Barbera channel, which would become Cartoon Network what? later. Well, you see, that's what happened. Cause, uh, You're telling me there was a Hanna-Barbera channel. Yeah, that's what eventually Cartoon Network was. Um, if you ever watched Boomerang back when it was on TV, that's what the Hanna-Barbera channel would have eventually become Man, had it I not got bought that. out. So... Um, that's kind of what happened to this, and that's why you see your Scooby-Doo's and all the classic cartoons on Cartoon Network is because the people who owned Cartoon Network was the same people that did the Hanna-Barbera stuff for a while there. Um, so continuing on the thing, though, um, that's what Saturday morning cartoons mean is... Normally, how it would happen is when you'd wake up on Saturday morning, allegedly, because I'm a 90s kid. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to say that right now. I'm a late 90s kid. 
I study this kind of stuff because it is intriguing to me. I love this kind of thing. So what would happen is you'd wake up on Saturday morning. Um, a lot of the times you'd be smacking down some sugary cereals and have your toys out and some uh, kind of just playing with them on the side while you're waiting for commercials and whatnot. <laughs> and that's the only time you got to watch cartoons most of the time. Now, this is really an interesting thing is a lot of shows were made specifically to sell toys. It wouldn't be the other way around most of the time. Like stuff like TMNT is the best example. So they made the original show and then they'd sell toys like hotcakes <laughs> and that would fund the show, which would bring new toys. And, you know, it was kind hey, of a so wraparound like that. That brings us to the next subject on that list. Well, kind of, because there's still a lot to say on this. So, um, unfortunately, this is actually why you'll see hundreds probably hundreds of cartoons that didn't last very long back then. Um, it is because when the toys didn't do well the or the show didn't, didn't do well, the other would fall right. with it. So you're going to see like a lot of shows from the 70s, 60s, and 80s there's, fall to that problem. There's a lot of them I thought was good. They yeah. did fall. Yeah. Um, it didn't matter if they were good back then. If they didn't sell toys, out it went. That's how it was. And that brings us on to one that I've got a little more to say about, and that is the 90s cartoons. Now, to talk about the revolution of the industry, you got to realize this is when kind of the open advertisement really was bigger than it used to be now you had you know your little phone in to get this object like your zoo books and yeah I'm your stuff sure like that, that. i was born in 1997 so i was only yeah. in the 90s for only about three years yeah. or so but half of it wasn't even conscious memory because yeah. like you are a 2000s kid and I was shortly a 90s kid. I, I was 96. I had a few years. Well, I was 94, sorry. You had a few years on me. So I had a few years in the 90s where I could fully recall <laughs> being alive. So you, I'd say I'm a mid-90s kid while you're definitely 2000s. Just so we all have a point of reference of when we I were born. I do like watching things that are like older, though. <laughs> um, and honestly... I want to get back into looking for, like, TV blocks on, uh, I don't even know if I can say much about this, because sold as blank tapes. Um, if you look that up, it'll be pretty obvious what I'm talking about, but they would host a massive piece of TV on VCR. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Um, I have three in this My house right now. My grandma owned a bunch of those. Um, so I have three sold as blank tapes that I had to trade. I didn't buy them. I had to trade for other items until I got them. Yeah, my grandpa Brian, he used to buy those all the time. I know what you're yeah. talking about. Um, it would start with a blank tape and then people would record TV with them. 
now I'm on kind of a quest to find a lot of those. Mm -hmm. But going on with it, the 90s were a really good time for cartoons, obviously. We, we all know that. I mean... There was a lot of good cartoons out of the 90s. <laughs> there was also... Un unfortunately, this is also where the talk splits as there was a lot of bad, too. But there is, I mean, you, you gotta take... Take take the good with the bad. Yes. I mean, obviously. That's with anything. I was gonna say, yeah, you gotta take the good with the bad. I mean, for every Ren and Stimpy, there's gotta be a Donkey Kong Country cartoon. Which... Yeah. Ugh, that's something we'll, we'll get into in maybe a clip show or something. I'm not talking about that one at length. <laughs> I don't have the energy <laughs> for that right now. <laughs> but it's it's honestly a really weird thing whenever you get down to talking about the general lay of cartoon TV because it would come down to talking about how networks treated their showrunners and all that. It gets a little dark, unfortunately. You see, like, I'll, I'll put it like this. I'm going to point the gun to Nickelodeon and tell you how they operated with one of their roles. Just to kind of give you a clue in to why you never saw a show end back then. So, back in the day, there was a few rules at Nickelodeon. Um, if a show was ending, you could not actually say it and you couldn't, like, end the show, so to speak. Um, this was a rule by Nickelodeon because they wanted people to keep tuning in to watch the reruns and hope for new ones, even if there never would be another new episode. Why? That's, that's because they wanted ratings and they wanted people watching. So that's why they ran a bunch of longer lived cartoons. Like look what happened to the Rugrats eventually. Overplay killed the Rugrats, and, and they ordered too much of it. And it eventually became a seasonal rot-type deal. Same would happen to Johnny Bravo, the Powerpuff Girls. They were good shows, though. And Dexter's Laboratory. All four of the ones I just mentioned, along with a couple others... Went through what's called seasonal rot, where it just got super bad because they didn't want to work on the shows anymore. Right. Crazy. Um, but that's what the climate was like back then. They should have just let them in the show. That way it didn't... Yeah. That way it didn't ruin the show altogether. Yeah. Um, and that's just how the sinister world of cartoons worked back then. But again... I got some rose-collared glasses on for this one. I obviously do love 90s Nicktoons and the 90s um, uh, Cartoon Network stuff. I like, uh, what is it called? Uh, hey Arnold. Hey Arnold was I good. I love Hey Arnold. Doug, I feel like Doug was amazing. I think I've seen it a few times, but I can't remember. It's forgettable. Scooby-Doo was the 80s, and no, Scooby, it was great. It was my favorite. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be honest, like like I said, Scooby-Doo... Of course, if it wasn't obvious from all the Scooby stuff I have laying yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Um, we'll be starting vlogs soon, and 
you guys are going to note a lot of two things in the house. There's a lot of Pokemon sitting around. And there's a lot of Scooby around. And Spongebob. And, of course, Spongebob. <laughs> Those are the three outside of maybe Minecraft. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff around the house. Um, a lot of nerd stuff. Once we have the studio a little cleaner, we'll do a proper studio tour and all that. But that's just off podcast talk anyway, so <laughs> it's time to jump back on. Uh, it, it was just kind of a sad time whenever shows just had to keep going because they were hired to do so, I think. Especially when the, like, the writer of the show really wanted to end it there. I mean, for shit's sake, we are going to be doing a Rocco's Modern Life episode pretty soon. And Wacky Deli was basically a euphemism for just how Nickelodeon treated their artists back then. Um, if you guys have never seen Wacky Deli... It was a little, uh, a little it bit was of messed up. sad. And sad. But it honestly... It's a beautiful look into the mind of the animators creating the it, like, show. It literally showed how they can actually like literally go insane because of how upset they get from not being able to end their show. Yeah, just the pressure of being a cartoonist back then was pretty heavy. Yeah. And I think that stuff like that is not as open. Nowadays, we see all sorts of people coming out like, I'm not going to put his name in this too much, but even though this isn't a cartoon, I mean, the Dan Schneider stuff coming out nowadays yeah. and all of that kind of stuff coming to light, it kind of shows that Nickelodeon kind of always had their back to people that were inside the studio. Hell, um, the Angry Beavers... There is an audio leak that happened years ago that showed the last episode that they were going to do before they got canceled. It never got animated, but it alluded to the show ending and breaking the fourth wall about the fact that they were cartoon characters, which was also a big no-no at the time. People weren't allowed to create characters that know they're a cartoon character. Well, I mean, what would be the fun in that? Well, look at the Animaniacs. <laughs> okay, they're awesome. I yeah, love the that's, Animaniacs. They, you weren't allowed to do something like that because they're too aware of being cartoon characters. Yeah, that's true. So you weren't allowed to do that in Nickelodeon. There was a lot of different rules back then and regulations that you had to follow. Yeah. Um, not the right ones. I mean, for goodness sake, there was a joke about Hitler on Hey Arnold where... Um, Ugh. It wasn't anything bad. It was just that Grandpa beat the shit out of Hitler. You made me remember that episode. And it's just that kind of thing that I think they really should have been paying attention to, if we're being honest. Especially since uh, Hitler is a bad guy and he shouldn't have been in a kid's cartoon. Yeah. He was referred to only as the Fuhrer, but... Come on. I mean, we know what it is. You can tell by the look of him yeah. that he is meant to be Hitler. They did portray him in a rightfully evil look, to be fair. So I did like that part of it. Yeah, but... Because it portrayed him in the way that he really was. The flip side to all this is the rules actually did result in stuff like Rocco's 
where they had to kind of dip into being an adult show without showing adult themes. And that made for some very creative writing. I like that because it's still got like some adult themes that kids don't understand. So that the parents get something out of it, but also the kids get something out of it. Yeah. So as much as I don't love the rules and politics of Nickelodeon at the time, we can't deny that it was a beautifully creative era where it actually helped to have limitations. In fact, limitations, if you ask me, are the way to really bring creativity. That's why a lot of people in do video game jams where like itch.io will just host 48-hour jams and stuff like that. But uh, that's kind of neither here nor there at the moment. I just think it's just a great idea to set yourself a few boundaries when you're doing creative work. That way you can think outside the box. So... There's not really much more to talk about in 90s cartoons. I mean, the thing I can remember the most is the commercial breaks having the little bumpers at the end. (laughs) Now, bumpers are a very lost art at the moment. And in fact, a lot of those have gone missing as uh, lost media at the moment. Because if you don't have a recording from the actual TV, they're nowhere. Um, I think that's kind of sad, but you'd see like, um, on Nickelodeon and Nick Jr. They'd always have little animals that were (laughs) colored in the Nick colors coming together. Like the little elephant bumper. It was cute. I liked Um, it. Those (laughs) were cute. The owl bumpers. I love the owls. My favorite. The owl and the elephants were my favorite. Um, the purple and brown bumpers, they're like little clay animations of a couple of blobs doing fun things. Um, I love those. It's just kind of sad that we don't get that because streaming services now. Like, sure, I think Nickelodeon, is it still like a TV channel? I mean, I think so, I think so, but I think they were bought out by somebody else. I'd have to look it up. I think they were always Paramount. That's just, that's not been bought out or anything. It's just, I can't remember whether they're still on the air or not. So we're back, and it didn't take us long to figure out that Nickelodeon is still around. Mm-hmm. Um, for all it's worth. I mean, we're saying around, but how much we actually mean that is beyond me. I don't know, because some of the like, newer stuff, some of the newer stuff sucks. I mean, I don't mind Big Nate. I think it's actually a decently fun one. It's I did cool, like the cartoon strips and all that. But I feel like it is okay. kind of better on its streaming service than it is a channel now. Right. Um, on to the 2000s era. Now, this, is, this where is where things get a little spiraling out mm-hmm. of control. Because I knew a lot of the 2000s stuff. So this obviously covers kind of what I call the edgier part of the Cartoon Network shows. This was after Maxwell Adams started doing your Billies and Mandys. I love Billy and Mandy. (laughs) You know, your evil Concarne, um, which eventually... So you remember the general with the eye out from Billy and Mandy? He had its own show 
that was split off because mm. the Grim Adventures of Evil Concarne, I think it was called. I don't know how I feel about the that. The Purple Bear with the Brain was another episode character. Now, it's a lot better of a show than people think. Um, I've watched a few episodes and thought it was fine, but Billy and Mandy are obviously the breakout stars from that. I don't know how I feel about that, though. Yeah. Them taking a character that's not even the main character and breaking off and making it about them. Yeah. Well, it's because it was two shows in one. It was kind of like when they did um, the superhero show mixed with Dexter. Although it's probably better than, like, the one they did of, like, uh, Patrick Star. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of a spin-off though. This yeah. This started as one cartoon mm-hmm. and then split into two. That had half its runtime be a different cartoon, which is a little weird situation. You'll never see that now, obviously, cuz I'm going to be honest, TV's going okay, I suppose, but it feels like it's on its last legs. If it wasn't for news and live stuff like sports, I'm pretty sure TV would be gone by now. It's gone except for the streaming services. Like, the streaming services is what is taking over, and honestly... Honestly, I kind of like the streaming services. I do, but we'll get back to that in a minute. Like, there is the big problem I have with that at the end. (laughs) 2000s, though. So, like I said... Um, Rugrats was still going well into now, and we were getting all sorts of hits and misses, just like the 90s era. But there was this certain air of them trying to capture youth in a bottle and just being too corporate about it. Everything had to just be for the kids, and this is where I think the rad era of 2000s Wait, kind of so became this is a problem the era when uh, the 10th season of fairly odd parents came out that was the 2010s yeah the thousands yeah but they started in the 90s i'm talking about things that started to to ones that started in it yeah lucha lucha started um okay. Back in 2000, like, six, seven, eight, There was a lot of stuff going on in this era that was hit and miss. Cartoon had it seeing real block on Cartoon Network. It was okay, but had a lot of good cartoons in it. Kim Possible. Kim Possible? Yeah, that was a really good one from Disney, um... I never got to watch the entire run of Kim Possible, though. I missed a lot from Disney. Well, that's because it was predominantly in the 2000s. Codename Kids Next Door, I don't think, was. I think it was an older one. It's not. It's from the 2000s. Oh, well, they got style from, like, the the 90s. Mm hmm. (laughs) You see, that's the thing is. The 90s drove what the 2000s would become. So, like. You'd also see a lot of what I call the edgy teen shows for kids, such as your like, Ben 10s, your Teen Titans. Total and Drama Island. Total Drama Island was one. Um, 
this is when the anime boom from Toonami in the 90s really, really took off. And now we had Adult Swim. And right. It was going harder than ever. I'll tell you one that most people look at me funny when I ask about. I don't know what era it was from, though. And that's The Proud Family. The Proud I Family was Disney 2010s. And it's kind of sad to me that that ever ended. Because it feels like another Spongebob style could have gone for a longer time type thing. Um, which I do think... A lot of shows don't have long enough runtime right. or too much. It's very rare that we ever see a cartoon that just gets killed when it needs to. And like stuff like Danny Phantom. I loved Danny I Phantom. loved it. It had a story. And I also like the the American Dragon. Um yeah. The American Dragon take long. Yeah. Um thing about Danny Phantom, right? Now, weirdly enough, it was the first Nicktoon that I think ever got an ending. You know how I was talking about that at the beginning there? Um, that was the first one that had an ending episode. But unfortunately, due to the creatives at Nickelodeon at the time, they aired every episode back-to-back out of order. And so... I never knew it was even serialized until years later when I got Paramount. Dang. Like, I kid you not, I didn't even know. I didn't know Because I never had the DVDs now. or anything. Yeah, if you watch it in order, it's a it's an actual serialized, um, serialized, serialized, yeah, serialized series. series, though. Like, it's actually a thing that tells a story. Um, the first one that was ever obvious to me... I never knew, and I always found it confusing. Yeah. Avatar was one that also did that a little. I think they kind of stuck to it a little better, but if you'd miss an episode, you were screwed, so... I'll tell you one... It's all the same. One series that I thought they could have done a little bit more work on, and that is The Week's Club. Goodness. They could have done a little better work on. I'm going to be honest, Winx Club is the good version of the Tinker Bell and Friends show, whatever it was. Right. But I do see that there could have been a lot more to it. It's definitely... It had a little bit of flaws, but I did like the show. I think the character designs were really big and nice and This is one thing I didn't fancy. like, though. The problem I didn't like is they made the girl like most girls in cartoons. They just, made her that, like, one that just gets into trouble all the time and swoons over boys. Yeah. This is a topic I didn't want to bring up by myself, and it's good that you've said that, because the biggest problem I have with the 80s all the way to the 2000s... Is they're always is getting their girls, by, Or not that, but I know swoony thing. Girls didn't even just do the swoony thing. Whenever they weren't doing one of those two, getting caught or getting swoony, it would always be just one other thing. Their personality would be being the right. girl. There was not anything there was no, like, deeper. About them or no, hey, this person's different. Like uh, Reggie Rocket. They're, they're special, you know. From, uh, from Rocket Power. I liked Reggie as a concept, except for the fact that 
the biggest thing about her was just I can be as good as boys. And I don't like that. I hated that character trope. It was used every time they used a girl throughout the 2000s. Just me being I a girl, it. I think there are some things that girls can't actually do. That and boys can, and there's some things that girls can do that guys can't. I believe in none of that. Like, just straight up, I think anyone can do anything they want. And that's what I had a problem with in the cartoons oh, okay. of the day, even back then. I know what you're saying now. Like... A girl could do baseball just as a guy could do ballet. But I don't like baseball. You know what I'm saying though. I mean Uh it's it's just a thing of yeah, I can. Okay. You just gotta work hard at it. Yeah. Like and also it's just one of those things where nowadays a lot of the cartoons of the two thousands and the nineties and eighties and stuff couldn't be made just due to the climate that we're in, you know? If you would put a cookie cutter girl out there nowadays, they'd look so boring. I don't like them cookie cutter girls. Like, the worst one that I can talk about is a little shocking, but I'm going to have to talk about Sam from Danny Phantom. I hated her activist approach to life because it was sinisterly toxic. I can't even with her. I like Sam, but I didn't like that about her. She literally was always picketing about something, and it just got on my nerves. I was always hoping that Danny and Tucker would just run off and have an adventure together. When they do, it gets so much more fun without her. See, I would have liked her a little better if it wasn't for, like, the activism crap. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest... Let's let's be clear. I don't hate her. I like I the design. I'm not against activism either. Yeah. I think it's okay if you're not doing it in excess and you're doing it for a worthy cause. Well, think about this way. There's an episode out there where she gets the entire school cafeteria to serve only vegetarian food. And see, I what Look, if, I, what if there's somebody that's allergic to a vegetable? Yeah, I don't mind. I actually seriously enjoy vegetarian and vegan food. I love it. But only options of vegetarian is incredibly, incredibly hypocritical. Especially since uh, what if there's other people that don't like vegetables? Like, what if there's someone who just doesn't want to be a vegan? Right. Like, I am half vegan myself. I actually prefer to avoid meat... When I can. I feel like it's like what most people would call food pushing. Yeah. And that's just the problem that I have with that episode with Sam is she literally got it cut. She didn't add vegetarian options. She made it to where there was only vegetarian options. And that's just one of the tons of times where she got on my freaking nuts about things. Is that the same episode where the the ghost gets mad because she took away all the items that she brought to the school? I, hmm, it's been too long. I think so, but it's been too long for me to be sure. Um, but unfortunately, the girls were always just cookie cutters, and I just hated that. Um, if if when they weren't swimming over boys, they were getting caught, or doing something that's way too girly for my liking. Yeah. Like, 
I hated more than I hated like the cookie cutter. I hated the Valley Girl. Oh my God! Thing right. too. I I hate Snooty more than anything in this universe. I can agree it with you on that. Does not I, matter. I don't like that kind of thing. The only time I think they did a Snooty Girl correctly is a bit shocking, even to myself. I like how they did the rich girl from Ginger. I do not like her because she's a word I'm not going to say. She is, but, but the thing is, she wasn't awful. Though. I was going to say, but she was still a good character. And I yeah. liked how they did her and I liked the like character design. And I liked that she wasn't like all the other ones that swoons over the boys. Yeah. The thing about her, I can't think of her name. I'm pretty sure it was Courtney, but I don't know. I, I don't think so, but I can't remember. I it has been so long since I watched it's As been Told a few by weeks Ginger. Since I watched it. <laughs> Have you actually watched it recently? Yeah, Damn. I watched every episode. I need binge to get in on it. that. <laughs> I need to binge in on that because I I miss As Told by Ginger. I can't help it. Once I start watching something, I binge it until it's over. Especially um, <laughs> Hoodsie Blake and uh, Carl. Oh, yeah. Three favorites. <laughs> He's the one that's always in the stupid doghouse thing that he built. Doing yeah. the Those are my... <laughs> yeah, I just... I love Carl's antics, man. It's it's great. Um, I hate that they ended that show, though. It was an awesome show. Yeah. It was... It's one I felt like could go on forever. Yeah. I think the best thing about that show was that we, me and you were both close enough to the target demographic... That it was we it was kind of there at the perfect time for us, <laughs> or at least close enough to where it would seem like the cool thing to do was watch it. Mm-hmm. So, two thousands era TV. I mean, there's not much to say in the advertisement because it's a lot like the '90s where it was just five or six commercials lumped up against each other. It's not as interesting as it was in the '80s where. They basically made the shows to sell the toys. Right. There were still ads back then, but they were more interesting in the 80s. But now we're going to talk about the final kind of bit for this episode. The streaming services themselves. Now, obviously, there is no advertising if you have certain tiers, because like... There are some streaming services that allow for a cheaper price, but with ads, I usually don't do those. I usually go high enough to get out of the ad so I can binge quicker. I hate ads a lot for these streaming services. Um, but commercial breaks were gone. That's something that's in the past. I don't like it. I like commercial breaks. I think they're fun to look at the toys and, you know, the advertisements that are real funny and all that. I miss all that in a weird way. Even if I'm, uh, it was just to get up and get myself a soda during an ad, they're not, like, long enough to do that anymore. Yeah. You could always go... Quickly return a phone call or a text back on TV. Not really much you can do about that now. Um, The main thing that I have against streaming services with cartoons 
is the paralysis of options. The only thing I don't like, because, like, I don't want to say the name and actually get in trouble for it, but we'll just say the red box. I think you know what I'm talking about when I say this. Yes. It doesn't have a lot of good cartoons, is what I should say. Yeah, I mean... Like, there's not a lot to choose from. There is some good ones, but... You know what? There's not Screw a lot it. to choose from on there. Netflix, Netflix is what we're talking about. Yes. Um, We might as well can it with all censorship on this series, because this this episode is already very uncensored yeah, as it like, be. So Netflix, the only problem I really have with them is they don't have a lot of good cartoons, but they do have some. But there's, like, even the ones that are good, there's not a lot to choose from. Yeah. The weird thing about me is this is the most open time for cartoons I've ever had. I missed a lot of cartoons because I never grew up with Disney Channel. We didn't have it. Now, if you do want cartoons, I would go to Hulu because I got um, a lot of good ones. Hulu is pretty good for cartoons. Um, so, obviously, I've watched a few here and there at friends' houses and stuff, but I missed right. all from 90s all the way up until I got Disney Plus. Yeah. I missed all that content. So that's actually, 20 plus years that I got to catch up. I'm on. happy we got Disney. They got a lot yeah. of good cartoons too. And so now even though I've watched a few Phineas and Ferb episodes here and there, now I can actually watch you know, it. I kind of like that they bought out Fox as well. Yeah. Because now you got all the like the stuff like simpsons and stuff like that as yeah. well and the pixars and and that's another one i missed there. i missed the simpsons because i was too young and i missed it because i wasn't on fox you can get all the pixars one more too and i love yeah. it so i do <laughs> think it's nice that we have a place for all these but at the same time the problem is i just don't know what to pick anymore because i want to see all these new shows but also kind of i'm used to like them giving me the new shows on the actual, like, TV TV. Yeah. I'm not used to being able to just go and find a show and pick it. Yeah. I think another thing that's kind of lost its way now is the hype behind a show that generates mm -hmm. from watching weeks on end. Like, remember back in the day whenever you were on Nickelodeon Cartoon Network, right? Yeah. They would reveal a cartoon weeks ahead. Now, right. they do... Do trailers. That's not what I'm talking about. That still happens I know what now. you're talking about. You're talking about where but they would like reveal that there's going to be a new show or whatever. Yeah. And you would be seeing this trailer or little bumpers and stuff about the new show that's coming here in a few weeks. When you were a kid, those waits were would so kill long, you. So long. It was long. so worth it once it got Like, here. I remember... Camp Laszlo's previews oh, were amazing. I love, Camp Laszlo. I love Camp Laszlo. If you guys don't know, um, the creator of Rocco's Modern Life and some of the people working on it would go on for Camp Laszlo. To create it. To the point where, get this. Spoiler for Camp Laszlo, a thing I thought I'd never say, right? Heifer was actually in Camp Laszlo. What? Yeah, I'm not going to tell you we exactly how. So, after this, I'm going to tell you how it goes cuz the clip is only a few minutes long. 
I might show you that because we don't have Max. Um, what happens at the last episode of Camp Laszlo when they ended the series? It turns out that Lumpus had actually stolen the role of the leader of the camp from a steer. Right. Um, even though they didn't get to use an exact design of Heifer, it was like he didn't have any of his fur, but it was the same voice of Heifer. With shriveled up skin with no fur on him. And brought out by the police in his underwear. <laughs> and he accused Scoutmaster of um, uh, faking being um, uh, a camp counselor. That does uh, sound like Heifer, though. That and sounds like something he'd do. I want to throw it out there that there is actually an animation... Where someone actually animated over the generic steer and put Heifer's actual look in the show. So now we can see what it looked like if they were legally allowed to use Heifer. Um, and I think that's absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Nowadays with all of the shows that we can watch, it's kind of hard to pick which one I want to be at at the moment. Right. And Camp Laszlo, I want to see real bad. I might go see if there's some kind of complete series DVD. Mm-hmm. That's something I'm thinking about starting the collection of is completes. Because those are a lot of fun, I think. Um, any any thoughts on streaming services outside of what we said? I mean, Not really. Because I think we've covered it all. I mean, the limited options on certain platforms too many shows to pick from this may all seem like first world problems at the first thought you may have until you realize that cartoons are no longer steered by toy commercials and stuff and they're not trying to sell you anything that's where the cartoon budgets are disappearing so if you're listening to this this is a psa that I'm making right here, right now. If you love a show, don't just watch it. Rate it five stars. Go buy the merch, DVDs, and shirts. Everything you can think of. Spread it like wildfire. Because that is what's going to save your cartoons. Just vote with your wallet, people. Because that is how you keep cartoons on the air now. And I think that's about it for that's all we got for this podcast. I hope you guys did enjoy this pretty fun little concept of an episode. We didn't actually pick a property this time, which I thought was pretty fun. And so I hope you guys enjoy that. Um, Next episode will be another cartoon. I'm not sure if we're doing you know, Scooby next or whichever one we do. I do want to do a cartoon. Comey Can't Communicate needs to be in the next five episodes as well. I want to watch it super bad. (laughs) Um, Especially because it sounds like it's a lot like me from my high school days. Me too. (laughs) So, 
Other I than was that. just as bad as she was. <laughs> Literally, like our teacher that we both had, I would have I would write down what I wanted to say and hold it up so she could see it. <laughs> Anyways, ladies and gents, my name has been John, the nerdy. That was Britt, the beautiful. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you in the mm-hmm. next podcast episode. Thank you. <laughs>